You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 251. In this episode, I'm doing on-air coaching with Silke Wolf about how to charge what you're worth. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Silke Wolf sells exclusive experiences by connecting her clients with unique people around the world. It has taken Silke time and money to develop her network so she is able to provide this special service. But she struggles to charge properly for what she offers. Silke is wondering how to really charge what she's worth and grow her business at the same time. Do you want to build your dream business? I have created a brand new video series for you called Build Your Dream Business. Go to sing.com forward slash 251 to sign up for the video series. And there you also find the show notes of this episode. I am very excited to be here with Silke Wolf to do honor coaching. And Silke, please introduce yourself to the audience. Hi, Sigrun. Thank you very much for having me. As you said, my name is Silke and I do connect travelers seeking the unique with like-minded locals for bespoke experiences off the beaten path. Mm. That is a very good uh, summary of what you do. <laughs> so let's dive in first. Does that mean these are companies or individuals you work with and they want to do something different when they travel? Yes. So I, I really connect people like families, uh, couples, friends that travel somewhere to really go off the beaten path. But many times I also work with a travel agent because they have this kind of customer seeking the unique. Yeah. And I add the icing on the cake, so to speak. Ah, <laughs> to make the experience unique. Fantastic. So what is the challenge? I want to earn what I deserve <laughs> because <laughs> I don't know if it's a money mindset thing or is it, um, you know, how do you price a service that is really truly unique? Many times I use a network of people I built over the years, you know, people I came to know because I was doing training someplace and really over the years you have like a, a network of friends around the world and they all do amazing things and I'm very happy to bring them customers or potential customers, so to speak, but in a way it's my business. So I want to live with it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you're bringing these topics to our online coaching. It's a very important topic and especially for women. I feel that we struggle with it more than men for some reason. This might be generations of not having access to money, which we are finally starting to solve in this century. Okay, so these are unique experiences. So I guess the people booking this experience are not so price sensitive. Yes and no, <laughs> in a way. I think in a way, everybody would like to make this kind of experience. So no matter who I talk to, 
about this kind of service, everybody says, oh, this sounds cool. I would love to do it. Yeah. But of course, if I connect you with a celebrity chef, she might ask for a lot of money. So where does my add-on come in? You know, I, I introduce you, we plan something nice just for you and your friends. So it takes me time. I also need to have kind of the access to that person that she takes my calls. <laughs> so it's already very expensive, maybe way more expensive than anything you ever booked at a travel agency. And then I also need to add my kind of commission or service. And I think this is... It's your own money mindset that is clouding your judgment. So let's say you had to consult someone else, or let's imagine this is a completely another person. So let's say I connect, I used to run a website agency before I started my business. And I would maybe connect people to a graphic designer because we didn't really do graphic design. Well, we did the website design, but not the corporate identity. And we didn't do it, but it was very normal to have an agreement between different companies, if you are referring to each other, that you get a cut, yeah? Now, this might be a fixed fee or a percentage of the contract. It is not uncommon for a percentage of a contract to be 10%, 20%, 30%, like to be some kind of a percentage amount. So you actually get a benefit if it's a bigger contract you get more money. Yeah. So coming back to you, let's say you think, let's say celebrity chef want $5,000. Let's just say that. Huh? Let's make that up. They want $5,000 for someone to come into their home for an hour to see them cook or whatever. Yeah. And you think in your head, that's a lot of money. I, I can impossibly add anything onto it. Like this is going on your head right now. But that's you. You are not the client. You're not the client, right? So you are projecting your money mindset, your story around money and what is, what should something cost onto your potential client. That's unfair. That's unfair for you. And that's unfair for the client. Yeah. Can you see that? Yes, I think I can see that. It's just sometimes I have like less expensive things also by cool people. Like I have other chefs that also have a cookbook out and they have like a fantastic career over the past two years and they might ask for a thousand pounds. And then there's the other lady, but she has a TV show in the US. Of course, you cannot really compare them because everybody's different. They have a different price level that they say, okay, I take away time from my business just to meet these people in my private house. So, and then of course, yeah, <laughs> I feel kind of like guilty of adding even more to it. But in a way, you know, I bring the connection and, and these people, they have busy lives. You need to know them that they really want to work with you. So it's a lot of trust involved also. So how can we get over this? <laughs> well, you have to start to charge what you're worth and then you'll not go back. So once you have done it once or twice, you will not go back. You have to come up with a system. I think one way is to say, you put 20% on top as a general rule. Mm -hmm. Even if somebody is saying it's going to cost 10,000 to go and meet this person, you put 20% on top and that's your commission. That could be just like a written rule. And if somebody says, oh, that's very expensive and said, okay, then this experience is not for you because 
everyone needs to get paid. Like, I know the person delivering the service, the cook or whoever, the artist or whoever you connected me with. Yes, they are doing the work, but it wouldn't happen without you. The service wouldn't exist without you. You wouldn't be able to connect the buyer to the person delivering the service. So it absolutely makes sense that you get a piece of the pie and that pie shouldn't be too small for you. To me, 20% is not so much, actually. Yeah. So for cheaper kind of experiences, I, I add more, for instance. Um, sometimes, like, I had a choreographer. She was traveling to Argentina, and she's really in ballet. And then I really connected her with a former prima ballerina. She was in the U.S., one of the top prima ballerinas she now does. She's head of the ballet in Buenos Aires. She went behind the scenes. She met Paloma. And, you know, this kind of thing, I get goosebumps because this is something really very special to the people because without me, you know, I was lucky that I had a connection. But, you know, it also takes me time uh, to find the person with the help of my friends. And it's your niche. Yeah, it's your speciality. Nobody else has this and you need to charge for it. Now, let's say somebody is willing to do it for you for free. You still need to charge the client. Yes, I, I had this. I turned these friends down because I said, you know, I, I want you to make some money. And you know, I felt guilty for charging for them. So I thought I'd rather not work with you because I feel like this is because I thought like maybe they don't have the professional mindset then because the customers, of course, I want to build a, a friendship with my customers. I really want for them to be the friends they call up when they travel to a city and they ask me, do you know someone, you know us and you know what we like and can you help us? So I want to be that friend. But in a way, it is based on a business relationship. So for me, this kind of professionalism it's important that the people really also feel like, oh, I, I need to deliver. It's not just, of course, it's more like, um, it's not a, a tour that they did a hundred times. Yeah. But still they have to feel like this is, this is a business to me because it also is important for me how both parties behave mm -hmm. when they meet each other. Because if they feel like, well, I paid a lot of money, I can behave no matter what. It's bad, but also if the local things are a friend of her, you know, it like has to be in a, in a mindset thing too for them. It feels like you have to educate those that say, oh, I'll just do it for free. And you say, no, this is a business. This is also a business for you. I suggest like you almost have to help them and say, I suggest that you charge 500 or $1,000 for this. And I'm going to add my commission on top. And this, you know, this is a service. This is a business. This is not a hobby. And I think because you are a natural at networking and connecting people. That's why it comes easily to you. You've built up these networks. You've probably done a lot of things for free. And now really making it into a serious business where you earn proper money is kind of a hard, but you have to make rules for yourself. So if you have let someone say is charging 5,000 and you just say, well, it's minimum 20% and you just think, you know, don't project your own money experience or what you would invest in onto your clients. Yeah, that's important. Don't do that. That's very important. You may never pay $7,000 to meet a certain celebrity chef and be in their home. You feel maybe that's ridiculous, but there are people out there that appreciate that service. And you have decided to be in that market of doing an exceptional experience. So you have to get used to those higher prices that people are willing to pay. 
Yeah, sometimes people want to kind of shop around uh, ideas. So I also put in my new terms that they have to make a down payment that is then later credited against um, the booking fee, so to speak. But they really want people to be serious. But I have to say, I'm not really 100% strict on this. Oh, (laughs) like I work with this travel agency. And in the beginning, you know, when you start a business, you need to test out ideas and you're happy to find someone you can test something with. So we had had another agreement and they have like very um, affluent people. And sometimes they say, oh, this super important Mexican guy is traveling to this city and they love theater. Can you organize something like you did in Buenos Aires, but in Vienna? And then I find people, we draft ideas and in the end, nothing gets booked. So I think maybe I need to be very strict and just say, okay, if they want to find out what is available, they make us work. So everybody has to pay this. And this is something, you know, it feels hard because you think like, well, we never worked like this. But in a way, I think I need to really say, well, I deserve this. Absolutely. You are voicing it yourself. So there is an inner voice in you feeling there's a time to shift this business and become more serious. And I feel you're ready. Like you have all these amazing clients and you have all these amazing connections. You know, I have people pay upfront for all my services. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you can do that. You know, you have the brand and reputation already. I think you're not doubting that. If somebody wants you to make some research for them, to what's possible and then come with a proposal, just that proposal, it's a cost. Mm -hmm. Most of the work is already done. You just have to then book the other person and things like that. So you've done the 90% of the work and then they decide not to book with you. That's not okay. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to come up with a strategy where there is some kind of a fee I'm not sure you can have the same fee for everything, but that would be best if there's like, what, what is the lowest priced service you offer? Well, I'd say um, kind of like the experience, the cheapest experience is about $500, maybe for four hours. It depends on the local and the expertise. You know, is it an artist or is it someone like who's just passionate about music and takes you to the best live venues and maybe introduces you to musicians, then he's less expensive than if you have someone playing at World Albert Hall, for instance. So let's say $500. Yeah, 500 is for you to do some research. So that's just my margin? No, 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 no. But if somebody comes along and says, I'm thinking of doing la, 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 I am maybe going to win in last month. Could you tell me my blah, blah, options, what you could do for me? And you say, great, excellent. I have a $500 booking fee. If you decide to book my services, I deduct the 500. If you don't book it, it's not refunded. Yeah, but you know, there's then the worry that if somebody doesn't know me, you know, if people get to meet you and they speak to you or they know you through friends, you know, they know your lifestyle, that I lo- love to travel and what I'm passionate about. But if they don't see anything, um, will they trust me enough? Yes. You have a website, you have a reputation, word of mouth, Facebook page. People also book with me and they have never spoken with me. Yeah. Yeah. 
dare to be bold. <laughs> yeah, it, it actually shows your self-confidence. It shows your self-worth. You are not going to waste your time on people who are shopping around. Yeah, this is the kind of feeling that is kind of like sometimes a setback because you don't really know why they are not booking with you. Because sometimes when I work with the agent, I don't know, you know, what it, maybe they add up a lot of money so it gets unbookable. But in a way, I think it's really if you trust me and the people I bring to you because I really kind of match them. It's not just I think like our secret she wants to go to Vienna, so everybody that goes to Vienna goes to this person. No, I really think about who are you as a person, what are you passionate about, what are you dreaming about to experience, and then I think who is the best person for you to meet up. It's not just, I make it an easy life and say, okay, everybody goes there. So I'm starting to think 500 <laughs> okay. is too little. <laughs> I would start with 500 booking fee, exploring fee, or what do you want to call it? And it's non-refundable. Yeah. It's just, you know, you don't work unless you get paid 500. And then you come with a proposal. And then if they book, it's additional thousand or additional whatever. I wouldn't even focus on experiences that are 500. Yeah. Yeah. I would think the lowest experience you're offering is more in the thousand range. Maybe you make some exceptions with 500, but it's just that your margin is just not gonna be big enough. Yeah, I also sometimes, you know, because the people that I work with, they don't really offer this kind of service, which also makes kind of the beauty of it because they are head makers or they are designers and then they do maybe like a commission or they meet them, show them the studio and things really that we create for the customer. So sometimes they also ask me for advice, but I always want them to make enough money for them to be considering this is worth my time and that they want to work with me. But sometimes also over the time, they increase their margins, like the prices they asked for because they become more busy and more, more known. And, but yeah, I think this is uh, what I like. And, and I like also to bring them potential business because the customer interested in fashion, they might like her designs and buy some stuff, which is not to my knowledge, you know, I, I don't even want to know how much I don't take commission. No, no, you're not, you're not a part of that. But it, it's important that you think to yourself, okay, you want to build a six, multiple six figure business doing this. Okay. So you got to be honest with yourself. What do you need to charge so that you make a good living from this? Like how many clients come to you? What kind of services and what's your margin in every case? Because every day you should be earning, let's say, 1500 2000 Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah? Yes. If you were selling your time, like if you were an interior designer, let's just compare it to an interior designer and you book an interior designer for a day. I know a guy in Switzerland that he charged 1500 and he will go to somebody's home and, you know, his day rate for $1,500. You should not earn less than that. Yeah, I'd love that. Yeah. And sometimes it's also like, for instance, people say, oh, I'm into art. And then you really connect them last minute with someone. For instance, I had someone, so-called art collector, going to Tokyo on short notice. And I really have some amazing contacts in, in Tokyo. And Tokyo is hard because they hardly speak English. And so really to, to get to meet someone who is able to speak English, to connect you, to take you maybe to a famous museum behind the scenes, it's hard, but then they don't want to pay for it. And so I think maybe 
you, that they are not your ideal clients. Yeah, because maybe they think, well, I'm famous. I don't need to pay ever because they have to pay me to meet me. But for me, I, I really want to find these kind of customers who are happy to pay. And they always come to me no matter what, because they know she just has amazing people. And it's really not only that they are famous or good at what they do. The people always rave about the great people they met. And this is what really makes me happy that they just like these lovely people they meet around the world. And this is why I do it. And I really want to, yeah, this happiness thing is very important to me. <laughs> You're obviously very passionate about what you do. Now you have to really seriously look this as a business. We've talked about what you do, but to me, this is a business. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you have to earn a certain amount of money per day or should be able to earn when you are doing work with your clients or for your clients. If you just think of like, okay, how do I earn 1500 a day? Every working day, not weekends, right? Yeah. Am I getting that currently for your commissions? If you're not getting it currently, there is something wrong in how you're set up. Okay. So I would say percentage wise, minimum commissions, minimum fee, fixed booking fee. If they don't book, you keep the 500 and then you push away those who are shopping around. Just this example with this guy who pretended to be an art collector and probably wasn't one. He was looking for a fun experience. He thought he could get it for cheap or nothing. You don't want this. This is how much time did you spend? Let's say you spent two hours or three hours preparing something. In that time, you could have organized a trip or a connection with someone who was willing to pay you 5,000. You could have earned 5,000 in three hours. Instead, you earned nothing because you wasted your time with that pretend art collector. So you have to look at every potential client as like, okay, that person might be stealing my time or this person might actually be someone serious. Now, how do you test seriousness of clients? You make them pay upfront. Yeah. And is there maybe also a way for me to kind of look for the um, right customer? Because when you think about like, who is the perfect customer for you? For instance, I have a lot of families, which surprised me because I thought it's maybe women my age that also like to travel like to the same cities. I don't know how many times a year just to shop and to go to the opera, for instance. But I also have like families. And when I look at the backgrounds of these people, they, of course, they have money to spend. But, you know, they are very different. So I cannot really say it's people in creative industries. It's You're a referral-based business. You are a referral-based business. And a referral-based business advertises through great experiences for your clients, which means you ask everyone for a testimonial. Mm -hmm. You make sure that these are published on your website. You ask everyone for a referral. When you send out emails to your newsletter or to your previous clients, you can at least once a year, maybe even twice a year, send a special referral email request. You say, thank you so much for using my services and thank you for a great testimonial. As you might know, my business is based on referrals. I would love for you to connect me to any of your friends that would want similar kind of service that you experienced with me. Thank you so much in advance for your help. Bye-bye. No code, no discount, no nothing. You could, you could, doesn't have to be, but it could be in order to thank you already upfront for referring me, 
here is a 10% coupon of the next time you book with me or 500 off. This may be easier or something like that. Yeah. You don't have to. Super fans are happy to pay again and again. I don't need a discount code to buy something from Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm a super fan of Gary Vaynerchuk. I pay $3,000 to go to a VIP dinner with him and things like that. Discount code doesn't do anything for me. I'm a super fan. Yeah. So if people are your super fans, they come back again and again. They're not, you're not pulling them back with discount codes. It's a, it's a different kind of feeling and strategy, but you can ask. There's nothing wrong with asking for referrals and telling people, reminding people that your business is based on referrals. Yeah. And once you get into a circle of very, let's say, very busy, uh, very time-constrained people, people are willing to pay more and more for unique experiences. Actually, there's a whole trend of invest in experiences rather than things. Yeah. <laughs> so you are, you are in a sweet spot on that trend because people have realized they can only accumulate so much stuff and then you're constantly throwing things away. And I'm one of those. I'd rather pay for experience than more things. You know, I'm not looking to buy a super duper expensive sofa in my home. I'd rather go on another trip yeah. and meet amazing people. Um, so I think that's where you're in a sweet spot. And if people are very diverse, you can't put a finger on it, then just pick people that you like. Don't look at previous clients. Just say, who would I love to work with? Do I want to work with uh, successful female entrepreneurs? Do I want to work with CEOs? Do I want to work with families? You just decide. You get a pick. Yeah. I really also want to pick customers. Like I had some celebrity customers and they really kind of like <laughs> so bad how they behaved, you know, in a way, I think it's like, I think it all comes back to the mindset, how you behave uh, towards other people. You know, I like people, no matter who you are, how, how achieved you are in your personal life, how much money you have. I think you always have to treat people nice like just how you want to be treated right and this is the kind of customer I want and I think yeah they all have money but some they really look for this kind of like connection with some locals not so much uh, go in a hot air balloon and do some some crazy stuff to brag about it's more like really going and meeting people and experiencing their part of the city and their learn about their life in the city and I think this is kind of like people that's what they like connections they make also great yeah, but it's people are willing to pay for those connections. So I would not go down to the level of just meeting a regular person in a city because there are already websites for that. You know, there's a website here in Iceland that's, uh, I don't know, Guide to Iceland or whatever they are called. And you can meet local people and they do it for free. And there's just a list of local people that continuously, uh, you know, meet tourists, invite them to their home. You don't want to be in that business. Because that is a zero-sum game and you're not going to build a profitable, successful business by meeting the locals type of business. Mm -hmm. It has to be someone in a special position. They've experienced something, they've achieved something, and they understand, like you said before, that this is actually a business. And they say, okay, I'm going to charge whatever, certain number per hour or for the day, and you, you have a mutual understanding that this is all a business and this is experience. Because meeting the locals, that's a totally, it's a totally different thing and you don't want to necessarily be there. You want to have this something special or unique 
that people are willing to invest in and pay for. Yeah. And in terms of the marketing, would you advise that I give examples, maybe without names, because I'm very kind of like, um, initially I had a marketplace kind of thing. And it also happened to me that I sometimes felt like the competition is trying to find out how I do and what I do and who I have. And so I'm very kind of like, because my network is kind of like my asset, so to speak. Although it's very much linked to me because most of them are friends or friends of friends, but still I don't really want to give away too much information. And also I think it's, I need to surprise the people because sometimes they just tell me who they are and what they want and where they travel to. And then I think I can come up with something better than if they would have a list and pick from that list because I know the person on the other side. So how would you um, advise to talk about it? It's a bespoke service, but you still, how can you project that spoke service to me? If I'm a complete stranger or I just got a forwarded email from a friend to check out your services, I go to your website and I need to see testimonials. I need to see images. I need to see video. I need to see something that makes me feel like what it would be like to experience these things. So yes, I, it's unavoidable that there will be names mentioned, but you don't have to give a list. But I would give an example of what people have experienced. Celebrity chef, for instance. Yes, somebody else can try to book the same as celebrity chef. Your competition can try to do it. But you know, if you're constantly worried about competition, that's going to stop you building a successful business. I'm never worried about competition. I don't think competition exists. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I, I because you are unique and your service is unique, but you have to share with a potential client what it would be like to book with you. That's a part of raising your prices. Your prices go up when I can get this wow factor. I come to your website and I see a video of someone meeting some famous and I see the excitement in their eyes and I see them walk around the theater or being, you know, this famous chef. Like you have to bring a videographer. You have to actually go to one of these experiences yourself, bring a videographer and tape the whole thing. From the day they walk in the door, like they're excited to come there, they meet this person and you say, this is just one of the experiences I've created. Mm-hmm. So would you like to experience something similar? It doesn't have to be a celebrity chef. It could be just an art collector in Tokyo or da, da, da. Give me some uh, examples of what, and I said, I don't have a list to offer you because I offer a bespoke and personalized experience. I check first, I get first to know you and your family or whatever, who is going on the trip, and then I'll find something. So bespoke and unique service. That's immediately the price goes up in my mind. And then there has to be something like you can get started at the X price. So you would say minimum fee is probably thousand for any type of experience and a booking fee in order to figure out what is good for me is 500 non-refundable. Mm -hmm. And you would put the price on a website um, prominently? Always. Always. Okay. Well, the, the booking fee, yes. I click a link and I have to pay the 500, so I have to know about it. Yeah, but also the other... Experiences range yeah. from 1,000 to 10,000. So that people understand, okay, if I pick something, Celebrity Chef, it's not going to cost me 1,000. Yeah. You can even be bold and say, experiences uh, range from 1,000 to 50,000. And then people are like, ooh. 
but that might also attract the right audience if you want those people. Yeah, that's right. I think sometimes you're so worried about like that they don't even check you out because they're already scared of by the price. No, I think actually, I think you have done the opposite. Mm -hmm. By not charging or charging too low or doing research, it actually for the right customer, this is the opposite of what they want. It shows a lot of self-confidence when somebody says, my service costs $10,000. Do you want it or not? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody argues with me about prices. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's really a self-confidence. Yeah, also. Yeah, it's self-confidence. And you don't have it from day one. I didn't have it either, but I'm very confident in my prices. And when I tell them, I don't blink an eye and people are like, okay, they either pay or not. Nobody's going to say it's too expensive. Yeah. Because the confidence on my end is so strong. Yeah. Yeah. And you are not selling a service that is like, oh, it's expensive or not expensive. Either you are into that type of service or not. You know it's going to cost something because there are people involved. It's you and the other people de delivering the service. So I think the first thing you need to do right now is to set up that booking fee. You need to plan to create this experience on your website. You need to send out that referral email. And, you know, three months from now, you need to do a check with yourself how your business has moved forward and see what other changes you might need to make. Yeah. Yeah. And you think um, I can still keep working with agents or you would go to business to consumer, like more the direct customer? Because for me, it's also, I, I think it's better to really get the direct contact with the customer. So I think we need to find a new way um, to work together that I maybe they can involve me, but I wouldn't cut down anything that's working right now. So if you are getting 50% booking through agents, 50% direct, I wouldn't shut down any barriers, but you can still change your business model and say, there's a $500 booking fee right now, because I was getting too many requests that didn't result in a booking. And this is my new way to operate. We start as of whatever, first of November, this is a change. You send out an email to the agencies. Maybe they drop off like flies when you make this change. And if they do, you need to do some heavy lifting on the direct side and send out those referral emails and get a new clients. Yeah. But I think this is what makes me happy to really have the right customer to work with. And Yeah. Yeah. Great. You have a plan what to do next and start to charge what you're worth. Yeah. Thank you so much, Tikoon. Thank you. Do you want to build your dream business? I have created a brand new video series for you called Build Your Dream Business. Go to sign.com forward slash 251 to sign up for the video series and there you also find the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.